if I could give you anything to walk away with, it would be this. If Jesus asked for forgiveness at his death, we should make it a daily practice to forgive as fathers, sons, and followers of Jesus. I want to read to you a few quotes. Our fathers were models for God. If our fathers bailed, what does that tell you about God? And that's from the movie Fight Club by the character Tyler Durden. Uh, there's an artist, Hobo Johnson, and in the song he's singing, uh, or he's uh, kind of sharing with you the story of a girl he's dating, and the girl uh, finds that her father has basically cheated and on, on her mother, and the song's about her questioning all of this. And in the song it says, And she don't know why that God sauntered. I hope he's trying. Frank, do you think he's trying? It's the question of God. What is he doing in, in her life? Uh, and these are all secular. This is, none of this is Christian. This is secular, mainstream artistry. Um, this is all, there's another one from Demi Lovato from a song called Father. It says this, You did your best, or did you? Sometimes I think I hate you. The image of the Father as dictated by pop culture is not good. It's something that is actually presented in a lot of movies in a very joking way. You'll see a lot of TV shows where the Father is... Uh, represented as an idiot or someone who just is not smart at all. And so the reality of if we look at pop culture and the influence into us as people in our everyday lives, we see that there's a negative context for a father. And a lot of times it's, it's done out of humor. I do believe the line from Fight Club lends a perspective of those that genuinely dislike God. Connection or the correlation to their father, our father in heaven, and all that he has installed, church, marriage, leadership, uh, it's it's all considered negative uh, because you know just like this movie says if if our fathers were our models for God and our fathers bailed what does that tell us about God and to some fathers and the remembrance of uh, Father's Day or the celebration of the role is not met with open arms it's not a celebration it's something that's almost negative a Father's Day is considered just a reminder of what you didn't have or or why life was hard growing up. And, and I am, I'm very aware of that and I wanna say that there are good fathers and there are bad uh, men who have the title father. And so I wanna make sure that that's understood. But I also wanna make sure that we have clarity as Christians of our father in heaven. That scripture teaches us that there's a good father in heaven and many are trying to damage that perspective. They're trying to damage the perspective we have as Christians. Father's Day can bring up negative thoughts. However, to some, Father's Day can bring up great memories. Uh, you know, playing catch, going, going on bike rides together, uh, you know, uh, being flown around as Superman in the living room, or you know what I mean? Like when, when the dad picks up the son and just flies him around, kid, kid thinks he's flying, you know? And so th these great memories that we can have of our fathers, um, they're awesome, but our earthly fathers can disappoint. But we have one father, who will not disappoint us. Our Heavenly Father will never disappoint us. Uh, Jesus taught us to pray in Scripture to our Father in Heaven. In Matthew 6, 8, 13, it says this, Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Jesus taught us to pray to a Father who is listening. 
uh, every day. Our Father in heaven is listening every day. And we see that in the scripture where give us this day our daily bread. God is listening to the prayer and is understanding that every day there are different things that go on in our life. And it's interesting that when Jesus taught us about prayer, he made it clear that God not only sees and hears us, he hears those around us. And, and have you ever asked your father for anything? You know, not just your earthly father, your heavenly father. You know, I can think of stories when I was young of, you know, asking my dad, you know, for something, whether it be like, you know, a toy, you know, we would ask mom first, she would say, go ask your dad, then we would have to kind of come up with the, the reasons why, a good convincing argument, you know, why we needed pizza for dinner, or why we needed new toys, or, you know, whatever it was, you know, or why we, we should go to McDonald's where we got food and a toy. So <laughs> we had convincing arguments. We were asking because we wanted something. Most of the time we were asking for what benefited us. But if we look at Jesus, he asked for forgiveness at his death. And we should make it a daily practice to forgive as fathers and sons and followers of Jesus. Luke 23, 34 says this, And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. Maybe your father has disappointed you. I can guarantee you it was because of an unresolved hurt, a hurt that formed their mindsets into selfishness. You know, well, well they'll get over it because I got over it. You know, uh, well, they, I didn't have this when I was a kid, so they don't need it as a kid. And I can tell you this, one of the best prayers you can pray for your fathers is to say, Father, our Father in heaven, help my earthly father to forgive to move forward. Uh, if not careful, we can repeat this pattern where we are hurt and so we hurt others. Dwight L. Moody said this, a man ought to live so that everybody knows he is a Christian and most of all, his family ought to know. I believe the family was established long before the church and my duty is to my family first. I am not to neglect my family. See, the forgiveness that Jesus displayed was freedom. Freedom starts in your home. As a father, as a son, you know, that forgiveness, that, that freedom that comes with our family seeing that we've given our hurt to Jesus, that we've forgiven and, and we've said, Lord, I need you to help me to move past this. I don't want to grow in bitterness. And so uh, the response of most men when a child is being hurt is to retaliate. And so we can think about that in the situation of Jesus is being crucified and he says to his father, Father, forgive them. Uh, the response of a father when their son is being hurt is to retaliate with equal or greater measure. This is what we know for sure. If as a father we see our, our children being hurt, we want to respond to make sure that that would never happen again. And so the reality is when Jesus, he contends for all of humanity and Jesus knowing God more intimately than any of us prayed the prayer, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was literally contending for us, standing in the way, in the gap to say, like, like no, Father, no, Dad, don't do, don't do this. Don't hurt them. Forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And, and this reality is, have we ever prayed this prayer uh, to pray for forgiveness for those that have wronged us? You know, have we ever prayed that prayer to say, Lord, forgive those that have wronged us? 
Help me to forgive those that have wronged us. And Lord, I know you as a father, you see my hurt. And I'm going to pray for their forgiveness, Lord, that you would not count it against them. The greatest social injustice has Jesus who is sinless, blameless, and a walking miracle. Saying at the end of his life, Father, forgive them. We have normalized a demand for personal justice. We, have, we live in a society right now uh, where the, the cultural mindsets are we demand justice. And I'm not speaking and saying we don't deserve justice. But what I am saying is that the example that Jesus left for us in the greatest social injustice we have ever seen, where a sinless, blameless man was literally murdered and, and his clothes were gambled away. He said, Father, forgive them. Jesus, in his death, asked for forgiveness. For those that crucified him, spit on him, hurt him, and tortured him. If there was ever a recorded moment in history in which an injustice was amplified by those that were tasked with guarding, uh, they, the guards then gambled for his clothes. So he's crucified, and, and he's humiliated, and, and he's spat on, and, and people are just, uh, of dis, they're disregarding of him. And, and yet, even in this atmosphere, Jesus was asking our Father in heaven to forgive them, to forgive those that were crucifying him, hurting him. The culture that was created at the cross was one of forgiveness. It was a culture of forgiveness. Christ set the example in praying to our Father in heaven, uh, forgive them. The hardest thing any man can do is forgive. We are about justice. We are about you know, making it right, you know, getting things done correctly. And the hardest thing a man can do is forgive and move forward. When we look at our Father's Day feeds, we see Rambo, we see you know, uh, axes, lumberjacks, you know, mustaches, grenades, you know, like these things of war, this nature. And it is a far cry of promoting anything that looks like forgiveness. And the reality of Father's Day is that to be reminded of Jesus calling out to his Father at the crucifixion, saying, Father, forgive them. If Jesus asked for forgiveness at his death, we should make it a daily practice to forgive as fathers, sons, and followers of Jesus. William Woodsworth said this, Father, to God himself we cannot give a holy name.